Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday Night Smackdown post show for November 18th, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday evenings, wherever you may be, man. Friday night. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your Friday night. Cold beverages. A great SmackDown tonight. Don't know how Rampage is going. I don't really give a shit because I'm sure Tony Khan has loaded it up with nothing that really pertains to full gear on Saturday night. And I'm pretty sure out of all the people watching pro wrestling tonight, maybe four of you were watching Impact. (laughs) Come on, man. Impact running a pay-per-view on Fight TV on Friday night, man. Who's watching Impact? <laughs> oh, my God. What do they got over there? They got Josh Alexander and Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> Nobody watches Impact. Fuck out of here, man. How many people were in attendance tonight? Eight. Wow, eight. Yeah, Issa was one of them, man. She was tweeting about it on... Uh, on Twitter, man. So Issa and Roman constituted for two of the eight. Unbelievable, man. It's fucking crazy, man. Nobody's watching Impact. Anyway, all you guys are watching SmackDown, the best wrestling show of the entire week. Vandelli. Vandelli, bro, listen, man. Next time I see you, man, I'm going to have to buy you a cold beverage and fucking t- talk some sense to you, bro. Come on now, man. You're watching Impact. If you were not who you are, man, I'd say get out. Impact. <laughs> oh, man. Man, it's like fucking comedy hour over there. Anyway, SmackDown tonight, man. Let's talk about real professional wrestling. Smack- <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. SmackDown tonight. We got build for war games, man. Build for war games. I thought... War Games was going to be compromised. I really did. With the report of Kevin Owens and him being supposedly injured, I was actually worried about what WWE would do to replace Kevin Owens. There really wasn't many choices on the roster to replace Kevin Owens. It was either Kevin Owens or a very, very, very short list of people that would actually make sense. One of them would be Matt Riddle, and the other would probably be Braun Strowman. Now, thankfully, that is not the case. And we got who we need in there, and Kevin Owens and the report of his injury was highly fabricated. And Dave Meltzer reported this earlier in the week, and everybody got scared because... We all want Kevin Owens in the war games, five on five against the bloodline. 
And I don't think WWE can afford any more injuries going into a major pay-per-view. Kevin Owens reportedly was at a house show on Sunday, this past Sunday, and nobody knew what was going on with his status going into Survivor Series. Meltzer talked about Owens' recovery on the Observer radio this week, and he said that he was doing rehab at the Performance Center, which I'm sure he was. Maybe he, maybe he sprained something. Maybe it wasn't uh, as serious as initially reported. Meltzer talked about him doing rehab at the Performance Center, and he suffered an injury which he heard was a sprained MCL, which I'm glad it was a sprained and it was not a tear. So he was doing rehab at the Performance Center. Meltzer didn't hear anything Monday. And obviously, as we go into Friday, during the week, Meltzer reported that he was rehabbing the sprained MCL, but nobody knew if he was going to be ready for war games. And that's exactly what happened. We got the confirmation tonight. Kevin Owens is going to join Drew McIntyre. He's going to join Butch, Rich Hollins, and Sheamus of the Brawling Brutes against the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, the Usos, and Solo Sokoa at Survivor Series. I can't wait. This is exactly what we had envisioned. This is exactly where it's going to really just take this Bloodline story and move it to the next level. With Kevin Owens now involved, we will see now. Don't know if it's going to happen at Survivor Series or if it's going to happen on the following SmackDown, but I do think at some point, there will be something that happens in that War Games. Preferably, I think this is the best case for it. Something happening in that War Games match that is going to drive a divide between Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. Sami Zayn's going to be in there with who he is best friends with, Kevin Owens. And that is going to really take the storyline to the next level. And we will be on our way. As long as everybody stays healthy, we will be on our way to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in a big, big, big feud that will culminate at WrestleMania for the WWE Tag Team Championships against the Usos. This is story. I love this shit, man. I, I get off on this shit. This is long-term booking. I love long-term booking. And this is going to be fantastic. Roman Reigns and Sheamus, we may have a possible... You know, Roman Reigns feud going into the Royal Rumble. I, I think that would be great as well. You know, the Royal Rumble, you know, before long, we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble. And the Royal Rumble, man, back in my day, back in my day when I was a youngster, the Royal Rumble would obviously be built around the Royal Rumble, and, and you'd have championship matches on the undercard. And those championship matches weren't really the main event. They were just something to whet your appetite, to really get you excited about who the champion's going to be coming out of the Royal Rumble. And in theory, you have the World Championship match at WrestleMania already booked at the end of January. Whoever the champion is winning their championship match against the winner of the Royal Rumble. And this year, we could realistically be looking at the continuation coming out of the War Games. We could see Sheamus be one of those top-tier opponents for Roman Reigns going into the Royal Rumble, if built correctly, that would be an incredible undercard match. And then Sheamus can move on to do the Intercontinental Championship once again against Gunther. And maybe they do something along the lines of Sheamus's last-ditch effort going for the Intercontinental Championship. Maybe he puts something on the line. Maybe he puts his career on the line. Who knows? 
We've seen that before with the Intercontinental Championship back in 2016 with Dolph Ziggler challenging The Miz in a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. We could see something. We could see anything, really. I'm already, I'm listen, I'm already thinking, this has nothing to do with the show tonight. I'm already thinking ahead. I'm already thinking ahead about what is to come after War Games, after Survivor Series. This is going to be great stuff. I would imagine that the Bloodline and the Brawling Brutes continue their feud. Because now it looks like Imperium is picking a fight and starting a feud with the New Day, which I have no problem with either. This is why we brought Imperium to the main roster. This is why we wanted Imperium on the main roster. Tag team matches and tag team feuds like that. But this war, uh, this war game uh, stuff with uh, the Bloodline and the Brawling Brutes at Survivor Series, I love it. And I'm so happy that Kevin Owens is involved. I'm so happy that he's, I hope, healthy. I hope it's nothing, nothing serious. I hope it's just a little bump in the road. And I'm super excited about his conclusion. I'm, in, I'm super excited about this match in, period, in general, period. It's going to be awesome. The other big thing that happened on tonight's show was Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Now, I still don't know where this is going. To me, it still looks like a feud between the two. You know, if you came to me and threw your prediction out at me about Bray Wyatt's first feud in WWE upon return, and you said L.A. Knight, I probably wouldn't believe you. Now it looks like we're getting all of that and more. Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight continued their feud tonight. And L.A. Knight is so damn fucking good at what he does. Bray Wyatt was excellent tonight. The facial reactions on Bray Wyatt, the tone in his voice, the quivering of his voice, the sorrow that he felt for doing what he did last week to L.A. Knight, headbutting him in that promo segment. And then the anger he showed after L.A. Knight slapped him not once but twice. I think this is great. I don't know where the fuck it's going, but I think it's great. And it looks like L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt will be going one-on-one. It doesn't look like L.A. Knight's going to join the Wyatt Six or faction with Bray Wyatt. You know, I've seen a lot of people say, well, he would be a nice substitute for Rambling Rabbit. Uh, Listen, I get it. I could see that. But I think right now, whatever Bray Wyatt wants out of L.A. Knight is that anger. And he needs to beat somebody that is kind of resonating that anger that he is very familiar with. The one that Uncle Howdy says that he needs to channel once again. That evil has to come out. And that evil and that anger dwells in L.A. Knight. So it looks like we're getting a feud between the two and not a L.A. Knight joining forces with Bray Wyatt, which I'm okay with because that to me would not make sense. But I thought whatever segment that they did tonight in that arena in front of that live audience was tremendous. And I want more of it. They captured the screen together beautifully. And I thought the promos back and forth were awesome. We got the SmackDown World Cup happening tonight. We got a semifinal match with Rick O'Shea and Mustafa Ali. And then we got Sami Zayn and Butch in the final first round match. Winner of that goes on to wrestle Santos Escobar next week on Friday Night SmackDown. That would be the go-home show for Survivor Series and War Games. So... SmackDown tonight was very good, man. SmackDown tonight was very good. I got no real problems outside of Shotzi Blackheart and Shayna Baszler, which was uh, (laughs) awful. Oh, OJD hates women's wrestling. It was bad. 
It was bad. And I caught Ronda Rousey on Pokemon Go tonight. We'll reveal Ronda's Pokemon lifelike uh, counterpart tonight on the show. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me on Friday night. This is off the script. We like to have fun here, bro. We like to have fun here. Couple of things going on, man. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Number one, we got this beautiful looking t-shirt available for the next three weeks, bro. Go and get it. Lucharillas. And off the script, join forces, man. Talk about the Usos being a, a top tier tag team. They might have to move over, man, with off the script and Lucharillas joining forces. We got JD Rilla. That's their whole thing. That's their whole gimmick. Lucharillas. So now I am a Lucharilla, and I have a cold beverage in my hand. Look at me. And I can do a pull-up. Look at me. Anyway, go get yours today, Lucharillas.com. It is only available for three weeks, bro. After three weeks, gone. Never again. Poof. Goodbye. So go get yours today, Lucharillas.com. Exclusive, limited, timed merchandise. Ty, why'd they make JD a monkey, man? Come on, that's that one, there's a violation. Personally, I wouldn't have it. Well, Ty, I'm going to have to ask you to get the fuck out, bro. Ty, you don't like it? Get the fuck out, bro. Give me a break. Give me a break. I think it's great. I'm a luchador. Lucharillas.com. Go get yours today. Available for the next three weeks. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Turn on that bell for notifications. I would really appreciate it. YouTube has really, really, really pissed me off lately. They are making decisions. They are slowing shit down. I don't like it. I don't like it. People can't find videos. All my live streams, man, we're, we're, we're primarily a live stream channel. And people can't find the live streams. Oh, JD, did you do an AEW Dynamite review? Yes, I did. You got to go on the homepage. And you got to go into the live section. It's there. Or just type in in the search. It should be there. So make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Turn on the bell for notifications so you fucking know what I'm doing here. I'm going to need you guys to do me a solid tonight, okay? I'm going to need everybody to hit that thumbs up. Now, we got 1,600 people. People are still filtering on in here. Dynamite, or Rampage, rather, just ended. Rampage just ended. We got people coming on in here. We got 424 likes right now. I need everybody that has not hit the thumbs up to hit that thumbs up, man. It's the only way. It is the only way that you guys can actually help me out. That's all I ask. Just hit the thumbs up. A thousand likes minimum on the post show tonight, man. Go check out the extra from today. We talked about the rumor. Yeah, the rumor. The rumor of Stone Cold Steve Austin and CM Punk at WrestleMania. I talk about it. I give my thoughts on it. And also Adam Cole, baby. What's going on with Adam Cole's injury? I talk about it on the extra today. Go and check that out. It's on the homepage. You should see it right there. And today's show is sponsored by Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. 
Of course, Super Chats are open. We already have a $100 bomb from Angel Alaga. And the memberships are open, man. Come on in. VIP applications from everybody are welcome. So become a channel member today on OTS. Let's get into SmackDown, man. Yeah, I don't know why you guys don't hit the thumbs up anymore, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. The thumbs up is so easy. It's free. That's all I ask. Normally, we hit 1,000 every stream, man. We've, we've been struggling to the 1,000. I don't know why. You guys are being very stingy with the likes, man. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. We got SmackDown tonight, man. Let's get into the top of the show. We started off with Seamus, Butch, Pete Dunn. Let me at him, Scoob! Reggie. I got to do it for old time's sake, bro. He doesn't act that way anymore. I'm glad he doesn't, but, you know, Triple H has been taking my jokes, man, and throwing them away. I got to make new jokes now. So, Brawling Brutes are out there. Drew McIntyre joined them. They're all in the ring. They are four, clearly, out of five for War Games. So, Seamus joked around about the mic actually working this week because last week it was kind of embarrassing. The mic was not working as he was trying to talk down to Roman Reigns at the end of SmackDown last week. SmackDown was in Hartford, Connecticut. It's a lot better than Bridgeport, Connecticut, where AEW was on Wednesday, where they forgot to make noise. They forgot that they were at a wrestling show in Bridgeport, Connecticut. They thought that they were at a fucking funeral on Wednesday's Dynamite. So Hartford was a little bit better. Sheamus addressed his 20-year rivalry with Drew McIntyre. He said, people question whether they can trust each other. But the 20-year rivalry has created a mutual respect. He said that bond is so strong that he asked Drew to be his best man when he got married in New York three weeks ago. Once again, from us here on OTS to Sheamus. We love Sheamus, and we wish him nothing but the best, and congratulations. Fans started to chant Usi at Sheamus. Sheamus says they want a Bruti chant. It doesn't have the nice uh, ring to it as Usi, but I appreciate Sheamus with the effort there. It's not going to work. Bruti. No. Drew says he can work with that. I can't. He says he's feeling a little Bruti tonight. Now, I don't know why they kept that one going, but they did. Sheamus X Drew to be an honorary brute for war games. Drew says if he's going to war, he wants to go to war with Sheamus, his brother. They hugged. Holland then took the microphone and says he wants to get serious and yelled, Hartford, it's fight night. And Butch did his best, William Regal. It's time to get ready for war games. Drew says there were only four of them. So who could be the fifth member? Sami Zayn interrupted. He comes out. Fans are chanting, Usi, Usi, not Sami Zayn. Sami says he can speak on behalf of the entire bloodline, which may get him into trouble, that they don't care who fights them. He says they're feeling pretty Usi about the whole damn thing. He said he's the master strategist an honorary oos, and oosy in the sky with diamonds. He guaranteed a bloodline win at War Games. The oosy in the sky with diamonds thing popped me. I thought that was very creative there by the honorary oos. 
He guaranteed the bloodline would win war games. He's very confident is the honorary Oos. He said he'll give Butch a sample of what's to come at war games. Seamus told Sammy that when he finds out who their final partner is, he'll poop his Oosie pants because it's the last thing you are going to expect. And that was it. Very easy. Very simple. War Games was built right here. We got confirmation of it coming out of last week. We all knew last week where this was going. We got confirmation this week from the mouth of Ridge Holland, uh, Butch, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. And Sami Zayn is guaranteeing a victory, which probably will backfire on him, and I know that they won't win. There's no way the bloodline can win that match. This is the first opportunity you have where Roman does not have to take the pinfall. Now, it's not going to be a loss on Roman. The bloodline are going to be battling as an army. This should not factor into the bloodline losing. And I think the Brawling Brutes could use this victory a little bit more than the bloodline. The whole story is going to be about the Brutes winning, and then the biggest storyline going into the match and coming out of the match will be Sami Zayn's allegiance to whether it's going to be with the bloodline or Kevin Owens. But this gives WWE a clear opportunity to have the bloodline finally suffer in defeat and play the story about Sami Zayn being the one as to why they lost. I can't wait. This is great. And the one thing I liked about this coming from Drew McIntyre and Sheamus is that I said this on social media. It comes full circle. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, number one, are very good friends. Sheamus even mentioned that Drew McIntyre was the best man at his wedding three weeks ago in New York City. Best friends, best man, and these two were embroiled in a fucking war earlier in the year. So everything comes full circle. They were war at each other. They were going to war with each other, and now they're going to war together. So it's a beautiful thing, man. Drew McIntyre is the absolute perfect partner for the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus. I love how everything comes full circle. You rarely get to see that and have it done so perfectly. And in this instance, Drew McIntyre with Sheamus is absolutely done perfectly. I love it. So the fifth man, that was the whole story behind this opening segment. That was the whole story that dragged out from the beginning to the end. Who is the fifth man for Survivor Series? Who's the fifth man at War Games? Love it. Thought this was an awesome opening segment. We go into the first match, the SmackDown World Cup semifinal. This is the first semifinal match. This is between Mustafa Ali and Ricochet. Now, Ali made his entrance. He's wrestling on behalf of Pakistan, his home country. And Ricochet is wrestling for the United States. Ali made his entrance. He's got his ribs taped from whatever happened on Monday Night Raw due to Bobby Lashley. They aired a split-screen clip of him losing to Bobby Lashley last week. Michael Cole called it a mauling. And Ali's, I guess, stomach area was taped and bandaged. They showed a clip of the trainer telling Ali that, listen, you're technically cleared, but if it was me, I would say no. Because right now, it's too risky. Ricochet walked in and questions Ali's decision to fight him tonight. Ali said, listen, I can breathe, I can move. So that means I could fight. I'll see you out there. And they gave a respectful fist bump, and the match got underway. So they gave these guys a lot of time. They gave these guys a lot of time. It felt like, it felt like more than what was given, but they went about 12 minutes 
And I thought this was a great match. This is the type of shit that we're going to need to see when we get to the qualifying matches of the King of the Ring, when we get to the actual King of the Ring tournament. This was very much a King of the Ring style semifinal match. I thought this was awesome. I'd love to see these two guys go back at it when we get to the King of the Ring and get Ricochet in there with Ali to get Ali his win back because of this. I wonder if they're actually brewing an idea about that. Ali would be a great... These two guys should absolutely be in the King of the Ring. The King of the Ring is tailor-made for guys like Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. But I love the way these two guys worked. I thought this was awesome. Crowd was heavy into it. This was probably the best that Ali has looked since Triple H has taken over WWE career. Ricochet has looked great. You know Papa H loves Ricochet. Has been giving him matches, has been giving him good TV time. Ali, not so much. I don't know what's going on with Ali. I think Ali looks like a jobber. I'm not really a big fan of the presentation of Ali. The boxing shorts and the fucking, the hairstyle, not really sitting well with me, and I can't get over it. The hair could stay, but the boxing shorts, it makes him look like a jobber, man. He's out there looking like a bargain, bargain basement Mark Merrow. We don't need that. I want the old Ali back. The Ali with the, you know, the ricochet-like pants. He went out there and uh, did his thing. Remember when Ricochet was wearing those boy shorts during the Vince McMahon era? Nah. Presentation is everything, bro. He hasn't been booked creatively well on WWE TV, but this was the best that Ali has looked since Triple H has taken over. They had the crowd on their feet during the end of this match, man. Fantastic stuff. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... They went about 12 minutes, and Ricochet gets the victory and advances to the uh, semifinal. The finals, rather. He goes to the finals of this tournament. So, Ricochet and Ali trade quick pin attempts, and Wade Barrett. Actually, no. This, no, he goes to the semifinals. I'm sorry. This was a first-round match. I don't know why I'm saying semifinals. This is a first-round match. The winner of this match faces um, Braun Strowman, I believe. And then whoever wins that match goes to the finals. I'm sorry. I messed it up. I'm sorry, man. I'm thinking of impact. Not. Ricochet and Ali try to quick pin attempts. Wade Barrett explained that Ricochet doesn't want to hurt Ali. He's got respect for Ali. So they were trying to play that up on commentary. So Ricochet wanted him to reconsider the match. And he was doing so in the match itself. So Ali took advantage of Ricochet trying to be sympathetic towards him. 
Ricochet and Ali fought on the top turnbuckle until Ali hit a top row backstabber, which looked great. They sold the ribs or the stomach region with the impact of the backstabber. Ricochet hit a superplex. Ali recovered, hit a plancha to the floor, which looked great. Ricochet rolled through the plancha and hit a Michinoku driver on the concrete. Looked great. Ali caught Ricochet in a Koji clutch when Ricochet went up top and went for a Phoenix Splash. Nobody was home. He missed. Koji clutch applied by Ali. After breaking free, he got the rope. Ricochet got back up, fired up, hit a Snapdragon suplex, big clothesline, standing moonsault. He goes for recovery, only gets a two count. Ricochet was worried about hurting Ali again. He told the referee, Jessica Carr, to go check on him. I don't know why. After an Irish whip into the corner, Ricochet ran up the turnbuckle into a backflip, landing on his feet. Ricochet came down on his feet. Ali landed a second rope tornado DDT that absolutely planted Ricochet. Ricochet, he tried to take advantage of Ali, missing a 450 splash following that DDT. He had a shooting star press onto Ali for the one, two, three. So once again, this was a final first round match for Ricochet and Ali. Ricochet goes to the semifinals now to take on Braun Strowman in the semifinals. Now, this is poetic justice. This is poetic justice for Braun Strowman. And the fact that he's wrestling Ricochet is, I hope, his punishment. I hope. I'd love to see Ricochet go to the finals against somebody like Santos Escobar. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I think we're going to get Pete Dunne, and I think we're going to get Braun Strowman, and I think we're going to get Braun Strowman winning against Pete Dunne to go to the finals. Because WWE played up the fact of Gunther and Braun Strowman tonight, and they heavily teased the possible outcome of this tournament when he was chosen as the third man in a six-man tag to team with the New Day against Imperium, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But we got Santos and Butch on one side, which should be a great match. And then we got Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Now, out of these four, Braun Strowman makes the most sense. Braun Strowman makes the most most sense, especially after what they teased tonight. I would love to see Ricochet in there again against Gunther, but what good would that match do? Because Ricochet is not taking the Intercontinental title off of Gunther. It's not going to happen. You don't want to see Santos go to the finals because he'd probably be wrestling either Ricochet or Braun Strowman. And I don't really think Santos versus Gunther is going to be an ideal match for either guy at this point in time. There's no way Santos should be losing, and Santos against Gunther is an automatic L on Santos Escobar. So I could see Butch going to the finals against either Braun Strowman or Ricochet, and I could see either Ricochet or Braun Strowman winning this thing and getting an Intercontinental Championship match. We've seen Ricochet and Gunther two times already, and Ricochet is 0-2. Why would we want to do that to him again? Or we could go with Braun Strowman, win the tournament, and his punishment for him being a fucking idiot online would be chop after chop after chop after chop from big man Gunther. And the loss, because there's no way that Braun Strowman is beating Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. So they basically kind of gave it away. But I'm still enjoying this tournament. So we got Butch and Santos 
And then we got Braun Strowman and Ricochet next week. Ricochet, the flippy flipper, the flippy flopper, who should be bagging groceries at Pathmark or Kroger, whichever supermarket Braun Strowman uh, shops at with Raquel. <laughs> ah, Rodriguez Gonzalez. You think she smiles going up aisle eight when she's shopping for uh, Mr. Clean? You know, that bathroom is probably pretty dirty with Braun Strowman fucking running amok in the house. <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez. No, no. Come on. No, no, no. Anyway, Ricochet, Strowman, next week, semifinal. Should be fun. Jay Uso. He's in the back with Sami Zayn. We got a bloodline segment. Jay Uso yelling at Sami Zayn for talking earlier and guaranteeing a victory. So Jay Uso is upset at Sami Zayn for pretty much talking for the bloodline and saying that they will guarantee a victory at War Games. Sami stood up. He didn't know what he did wrong. And they intend on winning. He asked Jay, Do you think we will win? What's the big deal? What did I say wrong? And Jay Uso's like, yeah, I, I think we're going to win. So Sammy's like, then what the fuck did I do wrong? What, would you want me to go out there and say we're going to lose? So Jimmy gets up. He told Sammy to chill because they need to be on the same page. Roman is heading to the building. Jay told him to chill too. Or Jimmy told him to, to chill, did Jay. And uh, Sammy kind of walked away. Jimmy told Jay that they need to figure out who this fifth man is. We got to get on the same page. It needs to be business. So Jimmy's trying to let cooler heads prevail here, trying to get in between, telling Sammy to cool down, chill out, telling Jay to sit down, chill out. Sammy then walks back over and told Jimmy that he'd have something to tell him later. And they did that, uh, that oozy uh, handshake that they do. Solo is... Standing there, just with his arms crossed, and Jay Uso. All of a sudden, you see Jay Uso just do one of these again, clearly trying to hide his laughing and his laughter because he thinks Sami Zayn is hilarious. I love this. I laughed my ass off at this because as soon as I seen Jay Uso do one of these, you knew exactly what he was doing. So Jay Uso is upset at Sami for predicting a victory, and. Again, the tension between Sammy and Jay is already starting, and we're not even in Boston yet. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Kayla Braxton, who deleted her Twitter account because she said something about something. I don't know. Kayla Braxton's always getting into some bullshit on social media, man. Maybe it's best if she stays away. Kayla Braxton interviewed The New Day about their loss last week to the Usos. She asked how they're holding up considering how important that record was to both Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Xavier says that they're not in the best mood. Kofi Kingston backed up those comments and said he was not in the best mood either. All of a sudden, we see Marcel Bartel, Gunther, and Fabian Eichner, or uh, Giovanni Vinci, walk in. Imperium walked in and they called the New Day clowns. And they are exactly what is wrong with our beloved sports today. Giovanni Vinci said, for eight years, they've been making a mockery of our great sport with their trombones and their dancing. Ludwig Kaiser says that they have to restore that honor of the mats that is so sacred to them. Xavier and Kofi then mocked their accents, trying to speak in their accents. 
Kofi said, Gunther looks like that goofy-looking dude from the Adams family, Lurch. I mean, I don't want to sit here and tell you that he's lying, but he did post a picture online. Maybe the jawline is a little different between the two, but uh, I could absolutely see the resemblance in what Kofi Kingston is trying to parlay here. New Day challenged them to a fight. Xavier told Gunther to get to the door because he had heard someone ring because I guess he's the doorman for the Adams family. I thought this was a funny segment. I thought this was fine. Uh, I immediately got excited because New Day and Imperium, tag team feud now, this is exactly what we need to see. Look at what Triple H is doing with the tag team division, man. We got feuds. We got feuds. That's all I could ask for, really. Should be great. Nobody should be complaining about a New Day versus Imperium tag team feud. And I've seen Fight Fightful's. Whoever runs Fightful's main Twitter account is. He's got the IQ of a fucking empty can of liquid death. Seriously. He's got the IQ of a fucking box of crayons. Somebody said, whoever's running that account said, oh, Xavier Woods would be the perfect guy to take down Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship, by the time I tweeted my displeasure with this fucking idiotic tweet, it was already deleted because they know they had fucked up. No, Xavier Woods should not beat Gunther for the Intercontinental title. I'm tired of these one-off spin-offs just because you want Xavier to win a fucking championship when he's not a singles wrestler. He's a tag team wrestler. He's already had his singles shine when he won the worst King of the Ring tournament of all time. That's enough. Nobody should be beating Gunther unless it is Sheamus for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Whoever's in charge of Fightful's Twitter account needs a fucking demotion. Dumbass. I don't know why the fuck I follow them. Might as well mute all of them. This is going to be great. Imperium and New Day. Thumbs up from me. Madcap Moss. I don't know what is with the Madcap. Why, why are we still doing Madcap? What is a Madcap? I'd love to know. Does anybody in the chat know what a Madcap is? I know I don't. Is that some uh, urban dictionary slang, Madcap? Whatever it is, Madcap is happy. He's got Emma standing next to him. Working out with stretch bands, Emma came up to him. Moss was selling a hoarse voice, a strained voice. He could barely talk because of Karrion Cross's cross jacket last week. Choked him out. He said tonight is about revenge. He said he was humiliated. Emma said it's a fresh start tonight. You're more athletic than him, so use your speed. It's going to be the one thing that gets you a victory. She flirted with him. She said he's got it. They smiled, and he went through the curtain to get ready for his L against Karrion Cross. Now, the reason why they're doing this is, A, it gets Emma out of the garbage that is in the women's division right now because she's very good at what she does. And B, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Emma and Madcap are actually a real-life couple. So there you go. A cap that's mad. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know what a madcap is, bro. Somebody fill me in on what the fuck a madcap is. 
Anyway, we got Madcap Moss versus Karrion Cross. This one went four minutes. Wasn't really much to this, but I have been observing. I've been observing Karrion Cross from afar, and I like what I'm seeing, man. I like what I see anyway, but there were honest and fair criticisms of Karrion Cross. And I know a lot of people aren't big on Karrion Cross. You find him boring or you find him to be dull or whatever. Listen, man, to each his own. But it makes you sleep well at night, bro. I am a fan of Karrion Cross, okay? The one thing that I said, first of all, I enjoyed their match at, uh, their match meaning McIntyre and Cross at Extreme Rules. I thought the, the strap match was great. Was it slow? Yeah. I thought it was rel- relatively slow. I thought the pace could have been picked up a little bit. That was the one criticism that I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad by any stretch. It could have been picked up a little bit. They went into Crown Jewel and they had a steel cage match, which was leagues better than what they did at Extreme Rules. And they picked up the pace a little bit more. Now we come to this madcap stuff. And tonight, Cross was not working that big man style, right? He wasn't you know, pounding on him and beating him down and elbows and fucking using that very that very slow, methodical style. I don't know how much of that you could do in a four-minute match, but they picked up the pace. Cross was a little, I don't want to say fast, but he was a little bit more, there was a little bit more sense of urgency from carrying Cross, which I appreciate. I think that's great. We need to start seeing more of that. Cross has it in him. I know he does. Whoever he's in the ring with needs to bring him to a style where he works their style. He doesn't have to work that style the whole match, but when the recipient in the ring is delivering offense to Cross, Cross has to pick it up. That's it. He's got to match, he's got to match that, that pace somewhat. He was not matching that pace at all. So I thought that what they did tonight was a lot better than what we've seen in a regular carrying cross match. So I want to see more of this for sure. But at the end, carrying cross won. There really wasn't much to this. Moss caught cross with a jumping knee. Nice little flurry of offense there. Cross took over in control. Moss whipped cross into the barricade. Cross recovered. He started to slow the pace down a little bit. Scarlet interfered. And slapped Moss in the face. However, at this point, Moss, he got fired up. He was upset that Scarlet slapped him in the mouth. Ran wild on Cross. Scarlet used this distraction and allowed Cross to hit a knee to the face. Cross locked on the Cross jacket again. Moss broke free. Cross recovered, locked on the Cross jacket again. But Moss could not break free and this time tapped out. Four minutes. After the match was over, Cross refused to break the hold. Emma ran out and started to console and be there for Madcap as Cross had the Cross jacket on for a couple more minutes after the bell had rung, choking him out. And Emma was there to kind of come out and save the day here. So it it, it looks like that Emma is going to get involved with Madcap and Cross right now for the time being as McIntyre and Cross is probably done with. Um, I know it's not as exciting as we all hope for Karrion Cross coming out of a feud with Drew McIntyre. Maybe they go and revisit it. Maybe they have a third match somewhere. I don't know. Maybe right now is not the best case for that because we have Drew McIntyre in war games. But as far as the Madcap stuff, 
I don't know where we're going with this, but it looks like Emma may get involved with Scarlett, and we may see Scarlett in the ring wrestling alongside Karrion Cross. So, or we get a one-on-one match with the ladies, we get a mixed tag team match at some point with the guys involved. I don't know. So it looks like we may be getting Scarlett in the ring in the Vince uh, in the Triple H era, because I know Vince wanted her to wrestle, and that did not go as well as they had hoped. So maybe she's ready now to get in there and Triple H is going to allow her to get in there and wrestle a few matches alongside her husband. So I think that would be great. That's just another layer of people hopefully getting on board with Karrion Cross. Seeing Scarlet in the ring, maybe it's something that needs to happen and hopefully it's something that propels him further up the ladder. Bray Wyatt. They titled this Bray Wyatt was looking to make amends. He wanted to apologize to L.A. Knight. Now, what I saw last week was something that I wanted to see more of, no question. I thought what they did last week was brief, it was to the point, and it was unpredictable. Nobody had it on their wrestling their wrestling 2022 bingo card that Bray Wyatt would return to the WWE and his first feud would be with L.A. Knight. Nobody had that correct, and everybody seemingly loved what they saw last week. Headbutted L.A. Knight. The anger overtook him last week. He interrupted L.A. Knight's promo. We've seen the moth, the Firefly moth, buzzing about on the Titan Troll, the screen, the backstage area on the TV screen behind L.A. Knight. Nobody knows what's going on. I initially said, I don't think this is leading to L.A. Knight becoming a part of the Wyatt Six. I think this is more L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt feuding, which is bizarre, Nobody expected it, but I also don't mind it. So Bray Wyatt's out there. It took forever to get to the ring. He's in the ring. He blows out his lantern. He's got a microphone. He said, after so long, it can feel like changing is impossible. He said he was conditioned to be strong and to take it all. He said he was taught that fear is respect. He said he began to look at the path He left behind him and wondered why he does the things that he does and if he can truly change. He says he wants to apologize and make amends to L.A. Knight for what he did last week. So L.A. Knight comes out and he's walking down the aisle. Music hits, it goes off. He says, for seven days, I've run this situation in my head over and over and over again. The cheap shot you took at me last week. He said he's gotten more upset about it every time he's thought about it. He said he has mixed feelings about Bray saying he wants to apologize to him. I'm confused. I'm conflicted, says L.A. Knight. He said when he looks in his eyes, he thinks the fact that last week he didn't fear him, it might have garnered him some respect from Bray Wyatt. Knight says he values respect more than money. It's a very difficult thing to find in this business is respect. So nobody's ever gotten me. Everybody thinks they know me, but know me, but nobody's ever really gotten me. He got in the ring. And LA Knight says he's not sure what to make of his apology. He says he looks into his eyes. He thinks he sees respect for him. For that, he gets closer to Bray. For that, I want to. And everybody thought he was going to accept his apology. But he walks up to him, he slapped Bray Wyatt in the face and then bolted out of the ring like a pussy coward. 
did LA Knight. He then slapped Ray. He left the ring. He says, now we're even apology accepted. We're done. I can go my way and you could go your way. Bray, seething with anger, trying to maintain his anger. Bray says, yes, we're even. He says there's a lot that he wants to do to him right now, but he's not going to. He said, right now, I'm going to tell you, the decision that you make right now will change the rest of your life. Bray walks up to him. L.A. Knight is on the outside. He walks up to L.A. Knight, jumps on the apron, does L.A. Knight. Bray extends his hand for a handshake. L.A. Knight's thinking about it, thinking about it. He goes to shake his hand, and L.A. Knight slapped him in the face again. Bray Wyatt got on his knees. He was leaning over the middle turnbuckle rope. And then L.A. Knight from the aisleway says, how does that taste? How does that taste? A nice two-for-oneer, he said. And the segment came to a close as they kept the camera on Bray, kneeling on the second rope, looking very, very angry. I'm enjoying this Bray Wyatt. I'm enjoying this Bray Wyatt a lot. I know a lot of people are very confused. I know a lot of people are very impatient. Wrestling fans, by nature in general, are very impatient. They don't know long-term booking like we do here on OTS. But I'm loving this Bray. Every feeling that you see him play, every emotion that you see emanating off of Bray Wyatt, anger, sadness, frustration, he just plays everything so well. I never... It's been many, 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 many years. It's very, very rare to get somebody like Bray who knows his character so well that when he's in the character and you see that portrayed on television, how fucking perfect he gets, where he wants to go, how he wants to sound, and how he wants to feel, how he wants you to feel. Look at everybody loving what's going on now. I'm going to be honest with you, man. When we first heard Bray Wyatt speak on Friday night when he was legitimately Wyndham, that first Friday back, I legit got teary-eyed because I didn't know where they were going with it. Then we got the fucking tease of Uncle Howdy. But that was Wyndham. Everything that he went out there was legitimately a shoot. And we all got teary-eyed because we knew, we know what that man went through and what that man was put through under Vince McMahon. And now that he's back, everybody's happy that he's got a new lease on life, a second chance. But we've seen the anger. We've seen the frustration. We've seen the sadness. We've seen the sorrow from Bray Wyatt. And now the anger again tonight with LA Knight taking advantage of him being nice. This is basically real life playing out. This is basically real life. What, what L.A. Knight did to Bray Wyatt is basically every single one of us has encountered somebody like L.A. Knight in our lifetime. People taking advantage of you, people taking advantage of your kindness, people taking advantage of you being the better man, assholes. This is a very relatable thing. 
Whatever Bray Wyatt's going through with LA Knight right now is a very relatable situation. But my God, man, the character that Bray is portraying, the on-screen chemistry between Bray Wyatt and LA Knight, off the fucking charts. And I want more of it. I want to see more of it. And while L.A. Knight was backing up in the aisleway, we had the little flashes of it looked like Uncle Howdy quick. A couple of times it flashed on the Titantron. So he dug his own grave here. The decision you make from this point on will affect the rest of your life. Whatever that means, I don't know. We saw L.A. Knight laying under fucking a whole bunch of shit in the back that possibly came down on top and beer kegs and fucking uh, staging, staging setup beams and Steel rods and trash cans. Looked like a table cover was on there. It's on chairs. Somebody, somebody got to LA Knight. Was it Bray? I don't know. But man, I'm loving this shit. It may be too early for a Bray Wyatt LA Knight match at Survivor Series, but it looks like we're shaping up to get the first few for Bray Wyatt out of LA Knight. And I want more of it, man. I want to see more of it. And how fucking good is L.A. Knight, man? The man is fucking great. Now, yes, he's in the ring with Bray Wyatt, who everybody loves. But L.A. Knight would be out there with anybody and get that type of reaction out of anybody in the ring. That's the type of reaction he's going to get. He's a great fucking heel. He knows how to push your buttons. He knows how to fucking bring you down. He's one of the best Shit talkers in the game. I'm very much looking forward to this shit, man. Shayna Baszler. She went one-on-one with Shotzi. Before that, though, the Usos confronted Cross, carrying Cross backstage and asked him if he's the fifth man. Now, I brought this to everybody's attention on the extra that I did today. It would either be Matt Riddle as the fifth man, if KO was injured, Matt Riddle as the fifth man, or it would be Karrion Cross. But I, I asked, and I brought awareness to everybody, why would Karrion Cross team with Drew McIntyre after what they went through at War Games? Now, yes, Cross has mentioned that he wants the world title. Yes, he's targeted Roman Reigns, but... Having him team with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre does not make any sense at all for the Carrion Cross character. At all. So the Usos asked him, is he the fifth man? Carrion Cross says, I'm not a follower. Jimmy asked if he's trying to make a name off the bloodline. Cross says, when he takes the titles off of Roman Reigns, he'll do it on his terms, all on his own. I don't know what that means, but that may be a seed planted for somewhere down the line for Roman Reigns and Karrion Cross for the world championships. Now, Cross is not going to win them right now, but we may be setting up. What you may be looking at right now coming out of this show is Roman's first two opponents in 2023 as he builds his WrestleMania season. I could absolutely see Roman Reigns and Karrion Cross in Montreal at the Elimination Chamber. Just throwing that out there. Roman Reigns versus Sheamus at the Rumble, and Roman Reigns versus Cross at the Elimination Chamber. They did this for a reason. They will cross paths eventually. We don't know when. 
Shayna Baszler and Shotzi Blackheart. This went five minutes. And this was five minutes that wasted all of our times. Now, while this match was happening, while this match was happening, I was actually playing Pokemon Go. And yes, I play Pokemon Go. And yes, I love Pokemon. Sue me. But I ended up catching Ronda Rousey. I didn't know Ronda Rousey had a Pokemon counterpart. This was mind-boggling to me, bro. I was so excited. I was so excited. Ronda Rousey. Let me see. Do I have them here? I deleted Ronda Rousey. Jesus fucking Christ. There goes my skit. Yes. Here we go. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is basically drowsy. This is Ronda Rousey in Pokemon form. Ronda Rousey is the Pokemon Drowsy. I caught Drowsy tonight playing Pokemon Go. And I thought I'd just seen somebody in my front yard. Who is this? Let me see. What do we got here, bro? Hold on. There's somebody outside. Oh, there's, uh... yeah, there's a Pampor outside. Look at that. Yeah, bro. I need him. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see. We got we got a great throw. We got a great throw. Hold on. We got two. We got three. We got him. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Panpour was caught. Izzy, let's see his IV, bro. What do we got? A zero star. Look, there you go. Fucking delete. Get out of my fucking Pokedex, motherfucker. There you go. Uh, Shotzi beat Shayna Baszler, by the way. That is my expert analysis on this match. This shit sucks. I would rather play Pokemon Go than talk about Shayna. I love Shayna Baszler. I do. I think Shayna is fucking great, man. Shayna Baszler in NXT was absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. What the fuck are they doing to Shayna Baszler? Shotzi Blackheart, I said this last week, Shotzi Blackheart is getting a title shot at War Games because... It's War Games at Survivor Series, and they think it would be cool if she comes in driving on her tank, shooting the cannon, right? Shotzi was so good in NXT, bro. She was so good in NXT. Someone tell me what happened, bro. What happened to Shotzi? It almost felt like it almost felt like they didn't know how to fucking wrestle in this match. What happened to Shotzi's offense? Everything looks fucking forced. It almost, it almost looks like she doesn't know what she's doing out there, and I know that's not the case. Shotzi in NXT was fucking reckless. Shotzi in NXT was hungry. Shotzi in NXT was fun to watch. Everybody was high on Shotzi Blackheart. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Her offense looks fucking terrible. And then Shayna Baszler, man, she deserves a lot better. She does. This was awful. You want my take on the women's division? You want to know what the women's division in, on SmackDown looks like in WWE? Watch this match. Not good at all.
Not good at all. Ronda Rousey brings nothing to the table. Nothing. Her holding the championship does nothing. Shayna is better than Ronda in every sense of the word. In every aspect, Shayna is better than Ronda. If this match was that bad, I can only imagine what Ronda is going to do with Shotzi. Now, that's not something I want to think about. Shotzi wins in five minutes because of Raquel Rodriguez. She came out, basically yelled down at Rodriguez, tried to stomp on Shotzi's arm. Shotzi moved and rolled Baszler up with a roll-up from behind. Stacked her over, one, two, three. Shit. The women's division is garbage on SmackDown. Please tell me when I'm telling lies. Now, please tell me why I'm a sexist. Because I'm calling out shit that obviously sucks on SmackDown. Garbage. Megan Morant approached L.A. Knight as he was leaving. She asked if he was scared of Bray. Knight asked her if she hangs around after she's done working. I don't think you do. He called her questions trash and said it's not an insult. It's just a fact of life. We go to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. L.A. Knight still in the back. Booty ain't moving. L.A. Knight was crushed under piles of whatever was laying backstage. Beams, chairs, tables, uh, a beer keg. Cole says, some would say you should never poke the bear. He poked the bear, all right. That bear's name is Bray Wyatt. New day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Their mystery tag team partner was Braun. Strowman and the dummy express. Strowman. I love Imperium, man. I think Imperium's great. Giovanni Vinci, Ludwig Kaiser, Gunther. What I did not like is the ending of this match. I did not like the ending of this match. Imperium came out first. Braun came out with the New Day. Kofi leaps onto Vinci and Kaiser at ringside. He was setting up a dive. Gunther chopped him down. Braun shoved Gunther and the bell rang to start this match. Gunther ran to the outside and ducked at ringside. Braun was in the ring. He took it to Giovanni Vinci. Gunther blind tagged in. He spun Braun around, chopped his chest. Braun took the shot like a man, shook it off. Gunther dropped to ringside. Braun chased him around the ring, knocked Vinci and Kaiser out. Back in the ring, he's in there. He goes for what he calls the monster slam or the monster bomb. Gunther chopped him. Braun landed a spine buster set up for The monster bomb again. Kaiser tagged him in, as did, or tagged in, and uh, Kofi tagged in as well. Kofi leapt onto him. Kaiser ducked a trouble in paradise. Xavier tagged in and landed the midnight hour. But Gunther seen an opening to try and get the pinfall, you know, stopped. He tried to interrupt the pinfall. But Braun Strowman was in the ring. 
And Gunther immediately ran away from Braun Strowman. So let me let me get this straight. I see people arguing with me online when I post this shit online. Uh, you know, when, when you follow me on Twitter, you follow my in real time thoughts. You know, my in real time thoughts from when I tweet to when I go live can change like that. Okay. After letting it sit and letting it fester, I come here live and I see things a little bit differently. I don't see this. I don't see this a little bit differently, okay? Not once, but twice. They had Gunther run away from Braun Strowman. What are we doing? Gunther is running away from Braun Strowman? The answer that I got online, the answer that I got on fucking Twitter where the imbeciles dwell. Should have been blown up last night. I don't know what the fuck is taking Elon so long. The morons on Twitter. Oh, well, uh, Braun Strowman is, uh, he's he's a, he's a monster, J.D. He's a giant monster, J.D. Why don't you go live in your mother's basement, you virgin? These are the answers that I receive online. These are the answers that I receive online. I don't know what podcast you're coming from, but certainly they ain't teaching you a thing or three like I am. Half-witted fucking idiots is the IWC. Gunther should be running from nobody. Simple. I don't give a fuck who you are. Braun Strowman could be the size of Andre the Giant. Times four. He should not be running away. Gunther should not be running away from Braun Strowman. Gunther should not be running away from anybody. This man has built the Intercontinental Championship up as the most important title outside of the two titles that Roman Reigns is carrying over his shoulder. Gunther is a man of honor. Gunther is a man that wants to create memories. He keeps everything in that ring sacred. That is his character. Gunther is six foot four, 270 fucking pounds, and he's running away twice from Braun Strowman. Why? Why? Does anybody have a fucking explanation for me that makes sense outside of, well, well, Ron Strowman is a a monster, J.D.? Fuck your monster, okay? I didn't see it in the rule books that we can't have more than one monster. Did we build Omas? And brought Strowman up to run away from each other? I didn't see Omas running away from Braun Strowman. So what you're telling me is that Omas is more of a man than Gunther. I don't know who to blame on this, but I may have to hand the L to Paul Levesque. A terrible presentation, a terrible portrayal of Gunther. Awful. Awful. 
circumstances should Gunther be running away from anybody. Anybody. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, he's a, 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 a monster, JG. Fuck out of here. Monster. Braun Strowman's IQ is that of a fucking, fucking, I don't know. Braun Strowman's an idiot. He's a dummy. Stu, 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 stupid. That's who, that's who Gunther's running away from. Unbelievable. Let me find out Bruce Pritchard took the pen to write this segment. Caleb Braxton interviewed Braun Strowman backstage. He said he's winning, or he's looking forward, rather. He's looking forward to winning this tournament. The World Cup. Ricochet walked in and said, listen, if you're going to look past all those that you call flippy flippers, your words, not mine, it might come back to bite you in the ass. Braun Strowman standing there with his nipple ring and his nose ring, and he has no words to say, right? No words to say. We got Ricochet walking up to the monster, JD. We got Ricochet walking up to fucking Strowman. But Gunther is running away twice from Strowman. Wow. That Ricochet even fucking called him out on his dumb social media etiquette. Wow. And Strowman standing there. Really? Did I say that? Flippy flipper? God, this shit sucks. Sami Zayn. He went one-on-one with Butch. <laughs> Can't do that no more. We like Butch. We like Pete Dunne a lot. Sami Zayn and Butch, one-on-one. This was the final first-round match of the SmackDown World Cup. I thought this was great. I mean, this was basically, this is basically black and gold. This is black and gold. This is Pete Dunne and Sami Zayn in the ring tonight. And this is black and gold. Love it. They went about eight minutes. It was more about the post-match than anything. I think we kind of knew that Sami Zayn was not going to advance to the finals of this tournament. So Zayn, they went about eight minutes. Zayn um, is in there with Butch. Butch scored an early near fall. Zayn quickly took over the match, though. We get a a, a little argument between the bloodline and the brutes on the outside. Butch hit a a middle turnbuckle tornado DDT. Uh, Butch jumped off the top rope. But Zane, or he's jumped to the top rope, but Zane pushed him off, uh, crashing into the barricade. So Butch is in control after a little uh, a little time away. Butch rocks Zane with a forearm uh, after a commercial break. Jay caused a distraction, allowing Sami Zayn to score an almost victory with a near fall. Usos tried to interfere again, and Zane hit a blue thunder bomb for a near fall. Big brawl broke out on the outside. Butch wiped the Usos out with a moonsault. Zayn recovered and set up for the Huluva kick, but Sheamus and Jay fought in the ring. 
Butch took advantage of this distraction, hit the bitter end on Sami Zayn. One, two, three. And it looks like Jay Uso was the one that distracted Sami Zayn here. I didn't really see anybody mention it online. Jay Uso and Sheamus distracted. Jay Uso distracted Sami Zayn. He walked into a bitter end. One, two, three, and that was it. Butch wrestles Santos Escobar next week on Friday night. After the match, the brawl continued. Roman Reigns came out. Huge ovation for Roman. He's got the big entrance. Reigns took out Holland with a Superman punch in the aisle way. He then caught McIntyre with a spear in the ring. McIntyre's out, and Sheamus and Roman squared off. Zayn was helping. He jumped on Sheamus's back. Reigns took out Sheamus with a Superman punch. He then set up for the spear, and then Kevin Owens' music hits, and he gets a huge reaction. Owens and Reigns squared off in the middle of the ring. Owens got the better of Reigns, stomped him in the corner. Owens turned around, and he came face-to-face with Sami Zayn. This was enough for Roman to come behind and hit a Superman punch. He went for a spear. Owens blocked the spear with a kick to the midsection, and he hit a stunner on Roman Reigns. SmackDown went off the air with the bloodline retreating. And the Brutes with McIntyre and Owens posing in the ring, staring down the bloodline as the show came to a close. Owens looking good out there, man. I guess the injury was uh, highly misinformed and highly fabricated. The fact that he's throwing super kicks out there to everybody. He hit a stunner on Roman. He took some offense in the ring as well from the bloodline. Looks like Kevin Owens is good to go. I don't foresee him wrestling in the next week or so, but he's ready to go for war games, and that's all that matters. The stare down between Owens, the stare down between Owens and Zayn was the tease. That was it. That was the key moment right there. That is going to be the major sell for war games. These two guys, best friends, it will be talked about. It will be pushed as a narrative going into the match. Sami Zayn, the honorary Oose, Kevin Owens. Maybe we get a promo next week from Owens now that he's officially part of the team. Maybe he mentions how dissatisfied he is with Sami Zayn. He's a lunatic. Honorary Oose, they don't give a fuck about you. Maybe he mentions all the, the tense moments with Jay Uso. Maybe Sami Zayn has been, you know, in this situation and Owens has been watching from afar and he knows everything that's going on. We may get. All of this to come out maybe next week. Maybe we get a nice go-home promo from Kevin Owens. Now that, like I said, he's a part of the War Games team. But it's going to continue. You're going to see that one that one little instance between these two guys. That is the story going into this match. I love it. Can't wait, man. Love it, love it, love it. Should be a great War Games match at Survivor Series. That will, un- no doubt about it. Oh, no doubt about it. Be the main event of Survivor Series. Anyway, guys, that is all I got for you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast tonight. If I made you laugh, if I brought some logic to your Friday evenings in this crazy world of professional wrestling, I would appreciate you the thumbs up, man. I know I've asked a couple of times. We got 863 likes and we got 2,100 people inside the venue tonight. Please hit that thumbs up. I need a 1,000 likes minimum on the post show, man. Today's sponsored by my great friends over at Blue Chew. 
BlueChew.com. You're going to use code JD at checkout. Guys, it is getting cold outside, man. Today it was 40. Right now it's 35 degrees in New York City. It didn't reach 45 degrees today. I think the high in, in my town was 42 degrees. Not good. But that doesn't mean the heat can't be popping off in the bedroom, bro. The temperatures are, 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 are dying down. The temperatures are dropping. But the temperatures in the bedroom, they need to keep rising. That's not the only thing that needs to be risen. Blue Chew can help you with that, man. Blue Chew is going to give you guys that confidence you need, man. That confidence can take you far in life. Not only in what you do day to day, but in the bedroom as well. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but they come in chewable tablets. They come at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, plan ahead, be ready whenever that opportunity rises. Process is very simple. You're going to sign up at bluechew.com. You're going to consult with one of their online medical providers, and once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. The best part? All done online, guys. No visits to the doctor's office. No face-to-face conversations. No awkward conversations. And no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And they are made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct to your door in a very discreet package. I always talk about first impressions, man. We're talking about war games tonight. Triple H is going to make a great first impression with war games. And you're going to want to see it. You're going to wait for it every single year. Survivor Series comes around, man. That's exactly what Blue Chew does. You're going to give that great first impression. And whoever whoever you're with, man, your partner, they're going to come back for more and more and more. So if you guys can benefit from that extra confidence when it's time to perform, why not give Blue Chew a try? BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. You're going to get your first month free. All you guys have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. BlueChew.com. I want to thank them for once again sponsoring the post show right here on Off the Script. And make sure you guys go get your t-shirts, man. Lucharillas. That is Lucharillas.com. Make sure you guys go and get your limited timed release. Only three weeks. Lucharillas.com. You're going to type in JD from NY or Off the Script in the search bar, and it's going to show Right up, man. So go pick yours up today. Three weeks only to get yourself a limited edition off-the-script merchandise. Lucharillas.com. Super Chats are open, guys. We're going to get into them. We're going to start at the top. Tony Brown with a $4.99 Super Chat. Scarlet, true meat indeed. Oh, my goodness. Don't let Carrion Cross hear you say that, bro. You'll be putting a cross jacket quick. Yes, Scarlett is a beautiful woman. DC with a Canadian $5 Super Chat. Love you, JD. 10 years of the shield. Would they have been the same with Chris Hero? Absolutely not. I don't think they would have made it two years with Chris Hero. Or was Roman the right choice in your opinion? OTS is God mode. They made the right choice in Roman Reigns, bro. I cannot imagine a shield without Roman Reigns. That faction was great. One of the best factions in WWE history. Angel Alaga with a $100 super chats. 
It's been a while since I've done one of my bombs. Here it is. Lately, I've been taking care of my father who was up there in age and has been a bit sick. JD, as always, you kept me entertained when I needed it the most. Angel, we love you, brother. Love, thoughts, and prayers to your father, bro. Hopefully he gets better. And I need everybody in the OTS venue right now, man. I need everybody in the chat to throw up those prayer emojis for Angel Alaga, his family, and his father. Thank you, brother. Paul Van Tassel with a $5 super chat. I'm a big Bronson Reed fan myself. He reminds me a lot of Bam Bam Bigelow in his size and the way he can move. I hope he makes his way back to WWE. Me too. I think Bronson Reed will absolutely be back in WWE. That man has something to prove. He was in the WWE and he had that opportunity taken away from him unfairly. If he comes back, I think he does big things. I do. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. With KO added, I'm stoked for Survivor Series. Let the fun begin. I'm, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Bradley Xavier with a Australia mic. $2 Super Chat. Wyatt, LA Knight reminds me of the Taker-Orton feud. I would not be surprised if they're taking elements of the Undertaker and what he did in his career, man. A lot of people saying Bray Wyatt could be the next... They've been saying that for years. Bray Wyatt could be the next Undertaker or the next WWE version of what the Undertaker was for his generation. I could see it. I'm into it, man. I like it. I like whatever they're doing. It's different. We didn't expect it, and that's what I love about it most. It's thinking outside the box. It's giving us something that we did not anticipate. And it's good. Jaxo, 23, with a $10 super chat. LA Knight made the Bray Wyatt angry. And the bloodline is a major problem. Yes, LA Knight made Bray Wyatt angry. And the bloodline has a major problem in KO. Yes. Thank you, Jaxo. Brandon Jefferson becomes an OTS channel member for five months. Thank you, Brandon. What are you drinking tonight, brother? What are you What are you drinking tonight to celebrate five months? Tyler with a four ninety nine. SmackDown has been eight plus every week. I wouldn't say that. I mean, they, they've had a couple of C's thrown in there. Wish I can say the same for Raw. Do you think Raw is lacking in star power? Hopefully, by Royal Rumble, it is better. No, Raw is just three hours. That's their fucking problem. Raw is three hours, bro. That's the problem there with Monday Night Raw. We got a two-month OTS member in Bray Watt. Still one of my favorite names here, bro. Two months in the family. Here's to many more. Bray Watt, thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking to celebrate two months, bro? Jaxo 23 with another 10 bomb. LA Knight, rest in peace. Bray Wyatt is going to make his life terrible.
Got some fucking Fear Factory sounding fucking metal playing, man. I like this shit. Rather well with a $5 super jack. Kevin Owens, the fifth member, another coin in the JD was right jar. This will be the best Survivor Series in many, many, many years, indeed. When am I when am I not right, bro? That's the problem. When I ain't right, then we have an issue. Jeremy 2006 with a 15-month OTS membership. Good show tonight is Sammy joining Kevin at War Games. OTS for life. I, I don't know, bro. I don't think so. Something's going to happen in that War Games where he's going to be pulled at both ends, man. Is he going to align himself with KO or is he going to stay with the bloodline? And what are you drinking for 15 months, man? Love it. Rot the Well with a new membership. Oh, my goodness, bro. Celebratory new membership. Rot the Well, what are you drinking tonight, brother? Christopher's Xbox World with a $2 super chat. Hey, JD, here's a joke for you. Impact. <laughs> oh, man. It's like comedy hour over there, bro. Impact. Jaxo with another $10 super chat just announced a new match. Best friends versus the factory for full gear. Why? Why was this why was this announced? Well, we got the definition from uh, Madcap, Google. Got a DM from a OTS VIP in Nell on Twitter. Uh, Madcap apparently means amusingly eccentric. An eccentric, eccentric person. No. Now, Metcap is not amusingly eccentric. No. I'm sorry. What the fuck does that mean? That was his old gimmick. That's not Metcap now. Why is Best Friends versus The Factory on full gear? Why? Somebody tell me. Why? Is this man for real? Where's Tony Khan on Twitter? Let me see. Where was this match announced? Two things, Renee. First thing is that all of us 
want to fight all of you five on five tomorrow. There's three of you guys. That's got to be on the pre-show. There's not. Rocky's here. Seven. The hell did he come from? Okay. All right. Now there's four. There's still five of us. Uh, I said two things. So here's the second thing. Oh, boom. What am I supposed to do I, with this? I, I emailed it. Guys, watch this spooky video. We'll see you tomorrow. Renee, come on. You don't want to see that. I can't. I can't watch this anymore, bro. I. I, I can't. I, I. We got the best friends in Danhausen versus the fucking factory, bro. You got to be absolutely fucking kidding me. Uh, not today, Jay. With a four ninety nine super chat. My uncle was watching Impact last night. I asked him why he still watches Impact, and their four friends in the laughable Impact Zone. I'd love to know what your uncle said, bro. Super Chat. I'm going to the Rumble in San Antonio. You think we'll see Roman versus Rollins? Run it back for another match. Much love, bro, from Louisiana. No. Sheamus. Sheamus. Chris Bell with a 499 Super Chat. Was in attendance tonight in Hartford. I hope we did the show justice. Love you, brother. You guys were good, man. You guys were better than fucking Bridgeport on Wednesday. I'll tell you that. But Connecticut is a WWE zone, so I'm not surprised. Jaxo, 23 with a $5 Super Chat. Takeshita and Akiyama defeated Kingston and Ortiz on Rampage. Good for them. Good for them. Dana Brooks' career. Dana Brooks' career with a picture of Skeletor with a $5 Super Chat. Bruh, I'm right there with you. Why the hell was Shayna wrestling like The Miz? Ronda, mad. She'll get shown up. The fuck? With a $5 Super Chat. Bruh, I don't know. Dana Brooks' career with a $5 Super Chat is more entertaining than the actual Dana Brooke. Vincent Tarantini with a seven-month OTS membership. Can't wait for the Survivor Series. We'll be at the Raw after it with my OTS sign in hand. Oh, yeah. I love it. Thank you, brother. Hopefully, you're on the hard cam side so I can see it. William with a $10 super chat. Does Braun Strowman run fast? I think Alter Bridge is playing in February on Long Island at the Paramount. Are you going? William, I already have my tickets. William, I already have my tickets in hand, bro. 
You know it. Can't wait. Joey Avalone with a three-month OTS membership. What up, JD? Three months already as a member with many more to come. Love it, brother. Thank you so much. What are you celebrating with for three months, bro? Amanda Nicole, I'm late. LOL, but hi, JD. Hi, Amanda Nicole in the chat. I see you. Hassan Terrell says, I like Impact Wrestling. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, bro. I don't want to see the women you sleep with then, bro. Because you have really, really poor taste. Uh, Dom Wapo with a 199. Do you think Roman will defend inside the chamber? No, that's a Vince McMahon thing to do. We will not see, nor should we see, Roman defend the title in the chamber. No. The Elimination Chamber should be, should be used to come up with the other championships contenders. Now, if Roman is the champion, maybe, maybe. But on any other year where we have two champions, no. Absolutely not. Willie Goat, 316. 499 Super Chat. Hey, JD, SmackDown was fun tonight. I was there live, and KO looked real good in this dark match after SmackDown went off the air. Can't wait for War Games. I'm glad KO was healthy, man. I love KO. Now I got to get KO to unblock Jesse. I don't know how to go about that. You know, I'm walking on a very thin line with these fucking pro wrestlers, man. They're all fucking weak. They can't take any criticism, bro. So if I tweet somebody, I may get benched. Hassan Terrell, thanks again, man. Do you like Thanksgiving? No. I don't do holidays, bro. I don't do Thanksgiving. I don't like that. I do Thanksgiving. I don't like them. I don't like Thanksgiving, and I don't really like Christmas. I'm more of a Grinch, bro. Just hand me a fucking Trogues Mad Elf and shut up. Okay? Uh, Javier Martinez with a 499 Super Chat. I'm afraid Punk is gone since he got replaced by Kenny on the front cover of the Fight Forever game. Also, Sasha followed... The WWE talent director today. Is that true? Did Punk get replaced by Kenny? Goodbye, Punk. Now you could create him. Well, they could put him on the back burner. If he, if he does end up coming back, you can make him a DLC. Whatever. Hassan Terrell, listen, bro. I'm tired of you questioning, bro. I don't have to answer your questions. Why don't I like Thanksgiving? Because I don't. Furious Nation with a 1999 Super Chat. What up, Jay? The SmackDown was very good tonight. Yes, it was. Excited for Survivor Series War Games. Also excited for Raw in Albany this Monday. Fuck Albany, by the way. I don't know if I have ever mentioned this uh, on the podcast before, but uh, anybody that is from Albany, I appreciate you if you're a fan of the podcast, but uh, I'm going to have to kindly say, fuck Albany. A very bad experience in Albany. Fuck Albany. Bunch of low-life fucking hicks up in Albany. 
What up, JD? Furious Nation. $20 super chat. Yes, thank you, brother. Um, I'll be front row near the barricade, and I got an OTS sign made and ready to go. I love to hear that, bro. Uh, just be aware. They may take it away. They may take it away, bro. Now keep an eye out for it. Najee with a two-month OTS membership. Happy to be a part of the JD Mafia for two months. Did you see Bright talking in the back during Cross and the Usos and Uncle Howdy behind LA in the back? Uh, no, I, I missed all that. I wasn't paying that much attention to that. I was uh, just paying. I was focused on LA Knight. It's crazy, man. You got you to gotta have your eyes on a fucking swivel during all these backstage segments. You never know what you're going to see. Thank you, Najee. What are you drinking to celebrate two months, brother? MGM Bolin with a 499 Super Chat. Really excited about MJF's post-show scrum interview if he wins tomorrow night. Kind of makes me wish I was going, but I'll be here live with Jesse. Furious Nation with a $20.01 Super Chat. Kind of odd, but thank you, brother. Also, I can't believe a decade ago, The Shield debuted at Survivor Series 2012. Great to see Ambrose, Reigns, and Rollins find success as well. Shield vs. Wyatt Family Elimination Chamber 2014 was awesome. One of the best six-man tags in WWE history. Maybe the best. I do firmly believe that it should have been a WrestleMania match. That's just my opinion. Also, Furious Nation with a $10 Super Chat. If Bronson Reed does come back to WWE, which I hope he does, would you have him on SmackDown or Raw? Imagine Bronson Reed versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. With Wade Barrett yelling tsunami, uh, bro, I'm putting Bronson Reed on Friday night. That's where I'm putting Bronson Reed. Absolutely. And not today, Jay, with a 499 Super Chat. My uncle said because somebody's got to watch them, but he says he ends up falling asleep because the show is boring as hell. Your uncle is right on the money, Jay. Boring. I don't know who watches. Looks like a low-budget fucking uh, hack promotion impact. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the post show tonight. I had a blast. I had a, I had a fun time, man. I had a fun time entertaining you guys. Hopefully, we are 25 likes away from a thousand, bro. I'm 25 likes away from. I would love to get a thousand. If you guys are in the chat still. And have not hit the thumbs up, man. 25. That's all I need. 25 likes until we reach 1,000 minimum. Unbelievable. You guys are great. I love you. Anyway, man, I'm getting out of here. Thank you for the super chat love. Thank you for uh, hanging out with me tonight. I will be live tomorrow night. I will be live tomorrow night with Jesse. Jesse will be on the post show with me. Furious with another $10 super chat. Also, my grandpa earlier today went for an echocardiogram. Hoping for the best, man. Much love to you, bro, and have a good night. Furious Nation, thank you, brother. Thoughts and prayers to your grandpa, as always, man. And great one, 718 with a new membership, bro. What are you celebrating with tonight? The venue's closed, bro. I'm going to have to get you a double tomorrow. 
Anyway, guys, thank you for hanging out. We got a thousand likes minimum. You guys are fucking great. I appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat love. Thank you for becoming members tonight. Thank you for the recommitments to the VIP club. We're going to be in my mother's basement soon, bro. Some days we'll be in my mother's basement. Some days we'll be in the venue. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on, man. We got some things cooking. We got some things cooking, man. Anyway, follow me on social media at JD from NY206. I'll be on Twitter all day tomorrow for full gear. I may even do a Twitter spaces tomorrow. I don't know yet. I'll let you guys know. But I'm going to need you guys to show up tomorrow night big for full gear. We're going to go over it in the most honest and truthful way. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you guys are following me on social media. Go check out the extra from earlier today. And I need those ace emojis. I need those Mustang emojis. I need those rock on emojis in the chat. And I need that music on max. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow night. For AW Full Gear right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.